With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Cy Smith, and you are in the basement with Javon and Therese. In the basement with Javon and Therese. In the basement. With Javon and Therese, with the basement. Hey, with Javon and Therese. <laughs> Ooh, I dig that. <laughs> so. Hi, you're and you're listening to and watching. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. No longer alone with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with your and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. (laughs) One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but, you know. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. But she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. (laughs) No, she doesn't. She she wasn't even there, actually. But anyway. (laughs) All our losses, though, Jay. <laughs> I'm going to send y'all some I'll send y'all some I'll just I'll get an address I'll send y'all some cologne I mean you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just in that. case I should be Shaka Khan I want to smell really you know <laughs> nice <laughs> oh god <laughs> okay. come donkey man whatever you say <laughs> What's on? So and we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no. <laughs> And I think it's it's time to to do a little rapid fire with um Mr. Richard Jr. I think so. I think so. So don't worry, we won't hurt you. 
Hey, how you doing? I like this that. One? What was that? What was that? Yeah. Oh, you know what that is? I I heard the tail end of it, but whatever it was was really beautiful. You know what? It, it hit the nostalgia pocket. Yes, that's what I heard. Yes. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Sounded yes. much, much different though when he first faded it out. Yeah, that's what's up. I added a little, you know, something to it, but ravel dabble spice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. A little Tammy too much. A little something over there. A little something over there. <laughs> what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh. I'm feeling better today than I was feeling at the end of last week and the beginning of this week. I'm I'm getting there, you know. I'm I'm um I'm getting there. I'm I'm readjusting also to going back into the office. That's something new. Oh, yeah. And so my um aside from my daily habits having to revert. It's really like a complete reset of remembering that I have to wake up early, like um, extra early because there's traffic. And then the the sort of traffic is different. There was an overturned truck and back to, I'm like, this is all very sadly familiar, (laughs) you know, but but it is what it is. You know, it's the grind. It's the, the city life grind. Um, and um you know just reminding people to to be safe you know just cut it out and just be safe and um you know it's always good to see people that you care about that's that's nice um but you know i wasn't crying about seeing people on video <laughs> so, <laughs> i could see you on the video true <laughs> Remember, I thought I heard. I thought I saw you on the video. True. Wasn't mad at that at all. You know, hey Sagey. Sagey, Sagey. And Gabby Greta. So yes, so Wednesday night we did not do a live show, and Tammy too much learned a couple of more lessons about um, this technological thing. So I, I don't think we were even up and running until about 7.30. Um, but I was able eventually, because you know what, this this thing, it doesn't tell you all the rules ahead of time. So for for the most part, our shows run for for two hours or sometimes a little bit more. 
which we're entitled to do, you know, we we have it set up that way. And um but when you do a replay, you can't do you can't do that. So then I had to see if I could find something, but I I didn't know that. It's not like they say, "Okay, we have this new um feature. You can play replays." And this is what you have to do. These are the rules. These right. are the confines. No, it just says you can do replays now. And then there's a new replay button. Do you want to do a, a brand new broadcast or do you want to do a replay? So I'm thinking, okay, just push the damn button. You know, like um, I was going to say like Elizabeth Withers said, <laughs> shout out to EW. But um. Seal, not silly. Suge, like Suge said, push the button, right? That that's a color purple thing. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but it turned out that not only do you have to push the button, you have to have some edited film. You have to, uh, and it can't just be. It can be an, a previous show, but a previous show that only ran for an hour. Well, we don't have a previous show that only ran for an hour. So in order to do that, it has to be something that was edited. So what was cool is that I had intended to play Dawn Robinson's show, but I ended up playing the Gandys, and that was cool. Mm. So the replay of the Gandys was on on Wednesday night, and I saw – so I watched just to see if it did come on the way it was supposed to, whatever. came on a little late because I I put it up late, but – Sagey was there. So I saw Sage saying hi, and, and, and Sage, if you're still watching, the reason why we weren't able to, you know, do this sort of thing is because it wasn't a live show. So I don't want you to think that we you were being ignored. It's just that we couldn't put it up. But I, I was able to um, comment. So you are able to comment. Did you watch it, Gabby? So... Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a uh, she said she was so confused. So <laughs> uh, I think, I think what would help is that when we when we take a break that we put up something, we post something on the social media page saying that, you know, there's going to be a know, break. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny cuz I was talking to Sage the same day earlier in the day. So he said, I'll see you later on. I said, actually, no, we're off tonight. You know, um, Javon's going to do a, a rerun. He said, no! <laughs> you know what? I got that I got that same reaction from a couple of folks, except for one person who was like, yeah, good. Take oh, nice. Which was Misty J. Shout out to Misty J. Always supporting so I think we we should we should be able to do that a little bit more often. I think we should do that a little bit more often. Um, I just have to prep more shows um, specific to replays. So that, of course that gives me another chore, but that's okay. You know, this, that's a labor of love. About is we have the the guests on the eight. Well, you know, at the at the last second hour, so maybe right. you can. Start it from there in the middle and then go. Right, which is something that I thought, you know, oh, that could be a simple trick, except that those shows are not. So when once the guest comes on, it's we still go beyond an hour with them <laughs> in a lot of cases. 
we we just because we can. And and so those shows go on and on. And um, then there's no introduction, which it doesn't mean that there has to be an intro. It, it's just it just needs to be filtered out. And then um, as a matter of fact, I um, edited um, a show. Uh, well, I started editing a show to this morning because I was up at 6.30 this morning because I had to start getting up at 6.30 so that I could go to work, go into the office. Mm-hmm. So my body said, oh, shit, it's time to get up. And then once that happened, it was it was whatever. So mm-hmm. Now, you definitely, definitely, because, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, um, considering that you're going back, we are still in this pandemic. You know, it's still going to be the levels of stress. Some people can't take it, and as opposed to doing things, um, and I'm not specifically talking about you, Jay, but you're going to have to make that extra concerted effort to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've been, um, and I, you know, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm going to be preaching. You know, um, and I, and I say to you, as I say to myself, you know, there are a lot of people that um, just cannot, you know, I've had some experiences as of late where people are just snapping off, ain't able to have like functioning conversations and nervous and all kinds of energy running through them. And I'm just going to, you know, um, say that people need to take care of themselves, give themselves a minute, you know, and, and make sure that self-care is part of that, particularly um, for what you do. And now I'm talking to you for what you do and your commute and your commute. It's a lot, you know, right now. And, um, so, you know what, Rez, you, you brought up something. Let's, let's peel, let's peel an onion. Okay. trepidation and concerns and worries that people have um, about this pre-clearance. It's, I want to say this, this trying to reset during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. trying to go back to normal when things are not normal yet. What's normal even, but go ahead. Well, 
going back to the way we were, which I don't think we ever, we are not intended. And this is the problem with government and um, business owners and so forth and so on. It's, um, I think, and this is just my opinion because I don't run anything, but I think that the desire is to go back to the way things were. And, you you know, when you have a reset, when you have an opportunity to shut everything down and look at what worked, what didn't work, what is working now under these conditions, and how can we build upon that? Then you, you, you have an opportunity to really reset and rebuild. And as the slogan is, build back better, we'll start with that. Start with what was, well, what was done well, what didn't work, where we are, what we see about the past and about the present, and where do we want to be, and how, how can we get there? Do we have a plan a true plan to get to where we really want to be. And 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 I think instead of doing that, which makes sense to me, I think what we did, what we're doing now, what's happening now, not what we're doing now because I'm just trying to live, but what what's going on now is where we were, what we saw right, what we saw wrong, oh, it's terrible, we're sitting here, and it's like, okay, well, we need to get back to here. There's a panic going on in big business, government, corporations. There's a panic because of money. Money is not flowing. The economy is not moving. Therefore, there is a panic. And so they're like, hurry up, let's get back to this money, the prior money, the previous money. And the only way to get back to the previous money, in their minds, is to get back to the previous way of doing things. And that is not going to work because now you have people with a new um, understanding, a new sensibility a new number one but number two there's still a goddamn disease out there ripping and roaring and killing people but you know it's it's like the the minds the powers the powers that be or whatever are just not really thinking it's it's not it's they're not being strategic no but they're not hmm. being I think well well honestly I think oh god if no. okay go ahead what were you going to say cuz I don't want No to. I'm going to I'm no, going to let I, you finish I, that I, I okay you know what I, you I, know what it is you know what I find too that we as a society have become so complacent we have lost the capacity we we we're so and you know and and when they say things like, um, when you go other places, you hear things like spoiled Americans. Mm. Mm. I'm starting to examine all of that, right? Because we are so used to letting other folks think for us. 
right? We may have our little silos where we, we, you know, do our little mighty independent thinking. But by and large, you know, we watch what has been happening and we just kind of let it all soak in. And we go on about our business. And, and here's the thing. If it ain't concerning us immediately in our households, we keep it pushing, which is disgusting to think. But it is. But I, I'm, I'm more inclined to believe it's true now more than ever, right? And what this pandemic has done and what's going on behind, you know, you said something that triggered this thought um, with uh, they don't think. They haven't been thinking. And now it's just on a, on a grand scale. Um, we have lost the capacity to talk to one another because it's so much other stuff fueled in one conversation between paranoia, anxiety, stress, you name it. Yeah. You know, you name it. So then, so now, and you know, and you know, uh, transference and counter-transference. Mm-hmm. So we spend more time of trying to convince each other what's right and what's not right. Yeah. It's- and once upon a time, you can have your opinion. I can have mine. We could, we could lock hands and skip to lunch. It didn't mean, you know, the name calling. It didn't mean the, the, the craziness. And it damn sure didn't mean an a, 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 a sense of discrimination and, and bullying and, and, and all the extra stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched some of these conversations. Hey, LeVon, I watched some of these conversations as of late, um, public conversations that I'm watching, you know, and I'm having private conversations. And folks have lost the capacity to have their, their uh their own sense of, and then, and then, you know, and then it's like, and then you, you say nasty shit and then you can't come back from it, yeah. you know, because you take it everything yeah. so incredibly personal. Yeah. And and when you think about it, it's not, it's not even about what's in front of you. It's about what's been, what the, the sauce you've been brewing in, you know? So we got the, we got the, you know, everybody that has an opinion outside of the mainstream is a conspiracy theorist. Since when? Yeah. Since when? You know, everybody, if you don't agree with what's being said or you question. And see, that's the thing. Once we stop questioning people, we are doomed. We are right. doomed. Right. It's insane to me. If you question or if you have a... a it's like, how are we going to get to the point where you're in class and the teacher says, okay, this is how you do it, and then walks out the room? <laughs> and you're sitting there like, well, is, uh, uh, just do it. That's yeah. insane to me. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know? It's true. It's true. Can you imagine a world where we can't question? Can you imagine? A, so that means you, you're totalitarian. You want people to think for you, and this is what it is, and if you don't do it, then there are consequences to that, you know? And I've heard every argument on every side of the stick. And guess what? They're all right. Mm. They're all right. So now, where do we go? Exactly. That stage, entitlement and ignorance equal disaster. And I, I, think, I think that where we go is each individual must think for themselves and, and plan for themselves. And because we, we have gotten to this, place where like you said you know it's too volatile to plan together it is but but we can't talk to one another 
We can't talk to one another. You know, it's like you have your idea, I have my idea. Your idea I can sit and listen to, mm-hmm. My idea you can sit and go, mm-hmm. And, again, we're still in the same boat. We don't know what we're doing now, and we're damn sure ain't going to know what we're doing after both ideas are expressed. But the idea is not to rip each other down in the process, you know? <laughs> Misty J, you're hilarious. You know, but it, but it is what it is, you know? And, and she, too, is entitled to her experience. We are all a right. sum of our experiences, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, I can, I can, to what I've experienced, I can speak to what I know, I can speak to what someone said, but I need to be clear that from what I was told, from what I have heard, that does not mean that I know it. From exactly. what I have read, <laughs> because reading is fundamental. And it it's is. also for the mental, but that's just my opinion. And, and if you and even even reading being fundamental, I could I could you know because this is all chess now, right? Mm-hmm. I could pick up I could pick up my knight and say to you, I also read that Columbus discovered America. You know, you could read that. You could you know, read that. That's why I think that you know there's a certain amount of like you really have to be discerning. And everything that's coming at you lays a speed ain't facts. And, you know, I've heard all kinds of, you know, and, and like I said, you know, someone asked me a question. Oh, Teresa, you anti-vax. I'm not pro-vax either. What I am is pro-choice. And I've heard many different arguments. And pro-choice walks us into another space, you know, um, of being able to make conscious thoughts for ourselves. Because I've noticed a few things missing. You know, one of these things just doesn't belong here. You know, I, I noticed a few things missing with um, what's being reported. That I only hear death numbers. I don't hear the survival rates. I don't hear them. Mm, yeah. I, I, you know, and, you know, and I know... You know, you know how you have that conscious hits you right here, that thought right here in your chest. Um, that's the same one you 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 have in that area where you're walking down an alley late at night. You know, a, an extra sense picks up that can kind of go that one. You know, I call it my God voice. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and when you have a whole lot of uh, chaos around you, your God voice could kick in. You know, and says, "Get the fuck out of there." Yeah, <laughs> you know, my yeah. God, was cussing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know, they're just things that you know I watch that are consistently not reported. You know, and um, shout out to my girl Keisha, the Love Movement on IG, because she is um, extremely bright, online and off. <laughs> you know, and um, I just noticed that you know when people say you know they care about us and they're trying to do um, who, who cares about us the government the government cares about us? the government for its people and we're just trying to do x y and z keep everybody safe well you know how about promoting some holistic stuff how about talking about your immune system in a way that doesn't apply science 
You're trying to create something that is not of the body. The body is probably the most miraculous thing that has ever existed. Ever existed. Exactly. That man didn't do, except for, you know. Yeah, I know. But the idea that we can, yeah, the idea that we can have this miracle happen between your anatomy gets together, biology happens, this complicated system internal gets created. It didn't need uh, the okie doke. So we've gotten things in the world that we need to be safe from or safer from. They're, they compare it to um, immunizations as a child where you didn't have a choice, but he also knew that it wasn't made within the last three weeks of you taking it. <laughs> <laughs> last three weeks. Here, I'm going to cook up this good, good MMR for y'all. Here you go. Give this to your kids. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a, um, in terms of the the vaccine, you know, at this I'm at this point right now where I'm I'm kind of over talking about it although it's still it's still very pre- prevalent and needs to be discussed so I'm not by any means trying to minimize the importance of discussing it it needs to be discussed especially on platforms like this you know where everybody's free to have their own opinions and you know everybody's opinion is um Respected and appreciated. I, I'm just woohoo, so tired, man. Um, to to vax, to not vax. Um, all the different opinions. You know, I've I've like you said. You know, we've heard them all. We've seen it all. We, you know, there's there's black facts on on the history of this government and experimentation and the the um. But one thing that you said actually um it is is a thing that sticks that sticks out to me which is the numbers being reported are the numbers of people who are dying who are not vaccinated but there's so many other stats ma'am right and with the other stats the other stats they're giving in statistics and <laughs> and and percentage, percentages and not in true numbers so, for example, they'll say 95%, let's just, I'm just saying, 95% of breakthrough um, cases um, don't end up in the hospital, right? Let's just say 95%. 95% of what number? Don't tell me 95%. That could be 95% of 10. That could be 95% of 10,000 or 10 million. I need true numbers but those that's, for me that's that's a problem um and 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 it feels sneaky and because yeah it, it yeah because <laughs> because that's how i think don't you said you know like people are getting to the point where there's this whole faction of people that believe in Santa Claus and believe that Pinocchio was a real boy. So that's like a large portion of this country, and it's really scary. But that speaks to a bigger problem 
you know, that I used to speak about before the pandemic. Now we, there's so much I can't even talk about all the other shit. But the education or lack thereof in the South of this country, the Southern, I'm sorry, if you're from the South, I love you. I love you all. However, House and <laughs> educate yourself. You know, that, that thing, man, like the truth. Don't be afraid of the truth. Don't be afraid of the truth. It's just, you know, I, um, part of what you do, Javon, and part of what I do in a lot of arenas, the big part of what I did every <clears throat> week was compile statistics. Yeah. You had to compile numbers. If you're doing, you know, and, and this is right in my, this this hits me directly in my Libra sensibilities about balance. It really does. So, you know, because the questions to be asked, not just what people want to give you. It's like, okay, well, you know, so far, every single thing that was reported was debunked as we go along. And mix that with, <laughs> mix that with we've been here before. We've been here before. And guess what? Guess what's the same? And no disrespect to, 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 to Dr. Fauci whatsoever. None. But he also led another epidemic in the 80s where he swore by and, and, and created mass hysteria. And, you know, what I say by that is when you, when you send out facts, of things that haven't thoroughly been vetted yet, the media grabs it and makes it a hellhole. Because yeah. all they do is report, 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 report. The problem, and though, becomes- and, and, and I hear you with that, but the problem is, especially back then, people wanted answers, and the president back then wasn't, say, wasn't, mentioned, wasn't even willing to talk about it. And, and the little bit that they knew was not enough to to be or or to even tell us anything. So they were coming out with bits and pieces, and a lot of it also is tainted by um, 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 preconceived notions about people. So and about people's lifestyles and about um, personal choices and orientations and shit like that. Like like prejudices. Let me just say that. Like prejudices and phobias. So although some of that stuff... You got any of that right now? Yeah. See that right now? Girl? We still got okay. that. So we right, still got go. that. So so we still got that. And, and a lot of... Until it's all fleshed out. But while people are dying in mass numbers, unfortunately, having a president that refuses to speak on things is really bad. To... to pr- to pretend that things, nothing's happening here. What? What did you say? What? I didn't hear that. Right? Refuse to say it ever. Right? Mm-hmm. It's different because then you still have scientists and doctors and everything working in the background, doing their thing and figuring it out, even though it took years. Whatever, whatever. It's a little bit different than having a president that says. This is fine. It's going to go away in two weeks like the flu. Stop doing the research. Stop counting. Stop Stop testing. Stop doing this. Stop. Are you crazy? Like, stop testing? 
It's because you're doing all this testing that, that we're getting these numbers. For real? For real. And, and inject some bleach up your ass and, and put a ray gun and put some light up your butt, and that'll, that'll do it. I mean, come on, man. Come yeah. on, son. But, but, I, but, the, but the, 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 the steps are identical. See, I, I lived through that on the front lines. I heard the messages coming through. There was panic. There was fear. There was a targeted Absolute, demographic. Absolutely. They started pumping out this medicine. People were dying from it. They weren't listening to people when they were saying, that. hey, we're, we're seeing these symptoms. They needed it to be isolated. They started talking about black folks, gay folks, monkeys, and all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They threw out this AZT like it was God's gift to man. People started getting it as, a, as it was a lifeline. And what they noticed is that that lifeline over time was killing folks. Some rapidly because they had other things connected to it, you know, and others not so much. But at the end of the day, about maybe a year or two later, maybe three, they came back and said it was toxic. When people that were doing it, on the front lines, we're saying to them all along, this person's illness accelerated. Yeah. This this happened. And that, now don't get me wrong. No, go ahead. They still use they still use AZT, but now in a in a respectable dose for mothers who are carrying that are positive. But. It took how many people did we have to lose before they got it right in their clinical trial? It's the same thing that's going on now. Same thing. It's, but but unless there's some other way that scientists can figure it out, I mean, there's this there's this really really terrible. It's a really terrible saying. It's 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 terrible, but I think it. I mean, from what I've seen. Until I see something differently, I have to say I think it's true. That and it it hurts to say it out loud. I I hate saying it out loud, but I'm gonna say it once, and then I'm never gonna repeat it. Well, I'm not gonna say I'm never gonna repeat it because here I am repeating it when I probably have said I'm never gonna say it out loud again. But some must die so that others can live. That's so, the, the hmm. so. When faced with some kind of disease, a, a, a disease pandemic over the centuries, they have to figure out how to cure it, how to stop it. And so not to say that they do it right, because I'm, I'm hoping that eventually they figure out how to do this so that less people have to die or or not have to, but less people die, period, um, and figure out how to do these things quicker. Um, because if you can keep the dick hard for four hours. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, you could put all your brain power on that shit, then surely we can do better. Um, and you're already seeing things, that, and, and here's the here's the hit. Now y'all keep a list if you care to, because they already have things popping up, and people are reporting inflammation, mitochondrosis, 
Bell's palsy, uh, blood clot. These are things that they already are reporting consistently. Y'all keep a list as this list continues to grow, you know, because these are not things that you will see immediately. Right, right. Some of the things you'll you'll see down the way. Oh, and of course, I cannot forget women saying that that there are issues with their menstruation. Yeah. Things going on. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So so don't let them pedal backwards and say, oh, well, you know, because every time you hear that, they have a go-to response in very small numbers. Yep. Very small numbers add up. I remember... mm, specifically walking past my friend who was positive and just got out of the hospital and all he wanted to do in the eighties, all he wanted to do was get some fresh air because he'd been in the hospital for so long. So I went and bought him a whole sweatsuit when he was being discharged and we went for a walk. He came out of St. Vincent's Hospital in Manhattan, for those of you who know that. It's no longer there, but it was on 7th Avenue in Greenwich Village. And I walked, we were walking across the street. And he was, you know, slow in doing so, taking his time. But what I noticed about his lower extremities from the back, from waist down, was that he was incredibly swollen. Mm. Incredibly swollen. And, you know, and I had him, and I'm like, come on, we're going to walk. And we just, you know, and he said, I want to walk down Christopher Street. Well, then that's what we're going to do, you know, before we jump in the cab and go uptown. Let's go. So we walked, and he was just breathing deeply and taking his time. And just like he said, you know, he said, that, you know, that place was a hell Every day you're hearing beep, beep. You could hear it down the hall. You could hear them coding. It's like it just wasn't good for my mental health but I'm glad I'm out, you know. And I started noticing slowly but surely around that time, I found myself looking at people's lower halves because that's where everything from that medication was was showing up, you know. Um, and people just, uh, this this just mimics the same thing, you know. It's like deja vu in a sense, you know. And I and I do not believe that you know um, God rest his soul. I just I just um, compared to now where people are living longer, you know, with medications that you can just pop a pill one, you know, with viral suppression, you know, and people that really have suppressed their viral loads so much that they're undetectable status Absolutely. doesn't mean they don't have it, but they're undetectable versus that. In yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Now, I don't know what it's going to take, you know, to test their medications out on folk. But I do know that it's time to start discussing more holistic forms. It's time to stop hybriding all of our fruit and vegetables, you know, perhaps let people grow their own stuff. You know, it's time to, to take it back to Eden, if you will, because your body will do what your body's going to do. It's amazing that way. But we, you know, it's like, you know, you only use a portion of your brain at a time. Your body will do some amazing things if you get up off it and allow it to. Yeah. Dr. CB used to say that all the time. Give me a month. Out of your country. (laughs) Yeah. 
and I'll reset your whole entire system for you. But the problem is sustaining it. Absolutely. You know, but you, but it's not impossible. It's been done. It's been done. I like that. <sighs> Let's take a quick, very quick music break. Listen, Eden is kingdom, and Eden mindset is a kingdom mindset. Let me hear ya. Where my Eden citizens at? Where my Eden citizens at? Where you at? Let me see your DMs like this. Here we go. When God made man, He made us feel it was His that we reflect the temperature came. We were distracted. The temperature came. And we fell. We were deemed to live a life that you live on. A life that full. A life that rich and simple. It is my goal to remind you of this principle. Will we be? Where my Eden citizens at? Let me hear it. Let's get back to Eden. Live on top of the world. Yeah, sing it to somebody. Let's get back to Eden. Live on top of the world. Tell somebody a thing. Let's get back to Eden. Live on top of the world. Say it again, say it. Let's get back to Eden. Okay, tell them how it is, y'all. Yes, 
Now, how about that for, wow, that was some instinct shit, right? Well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was, and you already had that queued up. No, well, I queued it up as you, as you were speaking. Wow. That, that's pretty dope. Well, thank that's you. Thank dope. you very much. Because, you know, that's what's up. That's what's up. And now... Let's see what else Tammy Too Much is going to. We got some birthday shout outs. Yes. Give the birthday Thank shout you. outs. Who yes. Got, who got birthdays? We got, oh, happy birthday to the legendary Frida Payne. Woo. Nile Rogers. Two legends. Nile. Listen, you don't know music unless you know who Nile Rogers is. You okay. That's right. Oh, yeah. And Frida Payne, too. You know. Set your finger on. That's it. That's it. All that's left is a band ago. The, the beginning beat of that song. Oh my God! It it, it, it just I don't know. Yeah, let let let's let's do this. It's a banger, you know. Now that you're gone. Yes, yes, yes. And happy birthday, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yes, Jada. Yes, yes. You know, Virgos. I think of Jada and, I don't know, it just don't feel so bad to be entangled. I, <laughs> you know, it's entangled oh, was a word until Jada said it. I, Listen, Jada's gonna have to do something to to get that whole entire entanglement uh, conversation out of our heads because you know, I don't. No, I like it there. Go ahead, Jada. <laughs> Go ahead. Ain't nothing wrong with an entanglement. Lord, it, it says the scorpion. <laughs> Which, by the way, I have a question. I have a question. Uh oh. So if. If I say, if I say, where are all the sexy people at? If I say, I want to hang out with a bunch of sexy people, right? And and j- mean it just the way I said it, right? I just want to hang out with the sexy people. That don't mean I want to, um, right? Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Man, so... All right, so I went into a new social group. Uh oh. 
only me, only me. And I really liked the group because all all I did, you know, the rule is you have to put your picture up and then you tell something about yourself. So most people said, hi, my name is Jane and I'm a lesbian and I like to hike. Wait, well, what kind of group was it first? It's, it's a support group. I mean, I guess a, a Facebook 40s and up <laughs> lesbo group, right? <laughs> okay. And it's like, you know, you don't have to. Oh, and, and also one of the things was it said, do not harass the, the, the people who are in relationships. Let's respect everybody who's in a relationship. You know, it. it it was clear. It said that, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, there's some single people and there's some some couple people, and that's exactly. So I said something like, you know, I'm a songwriter looking for inspiration. I like to do this. I like to do that. I'm a Scorpio. Blah blah blah. And my name is Earl. Girl, can I tell you? Uh, there were so many people. Welcome to the group. Well, I was like. <laughs> I never felt so welcome anywhere. I mean, like hundreds, a hundred people. Like, like, oh my god! Then all of a sudden, my inbox started getting full, and I was like, "They even check on me because I said over, I said something like over the past, over the past two years, I haven't been up, so I'm looking for some." Positive, I said positive with a sense of humor to to be connected to, right? That's what I said. Positive, sexy people with a sense of humor to get to people. When I say people, I didn't say a person. I said people. Okay. Unless they just okay. down for like that, you know, like just people because they all they all started checking on me, and I was like, this group is really the bomb. Because these people not only do they welcome you, they 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 friend you, and they they say so so you can call me anytime, you can ask me anything. Um, what do you like to do? I like to do this. I own a business. I have this. I'm, oh oh wow! I couldn't even keep up with them. This was so nice until one of them said. You know, you are so fine. Still single. I didn't put that in there that I was single. So, <laughs> Go ahead. Excuse me. I have nothing more to say. <laughs> What's the website? Uh, whew, that's one of those deep body laughs. I mean, and I was, I was, I was, you know, answering and saying, "Wow!" Every day I was waking up to all of these. I was like, "Wow, these people are nice." They are. 
they are. They are. Tell us more. No. (laughs) (laughs) So what attracted you to the website? Was it just, uh, was it, um, I'm not website, to the group? Did you get, like, invited? I got invited. Was it I got algorithm? Invited. I got invited. Okay. Somebody said, and what, somebody said to me, oh, this is a group that you might like. So somebody I, you know, somebody didn't know? Somebody I know, sort of. Yeah. Okay. Somebody I know. Somebody I know. Knew enough about you to know <laughs> that you might like that. You know what? Shut up, Teresa. <laughs> See, you gotta watch those invitations. <laughs> invitations are running in some shit. Could be an orgy group. Now that I'm thinking about it. Did you disclose your relationship status at the onset? That's a good question. That's, you know what? First of all, let's be clear. <laughs> that would be a big fat no. <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> oh gosh, person would have knew that that you know. But you know what? I don't think there's any relevance there. I didn't invite anybody. I didn't invite anybody. I said what I said, and that's <laughs> all that I said. See what happens when the questions start coming. People question everything. <laughs> Look, all I know is that I I said what I said. I did not give any invitations. And uh, Facebook page is very clear who I am. Stop it. Anybody that wanted to friend me, 
anybody that wanted to friend me and you're friended, you know who I am. You know my family. Every it's it's right there. So that's it. That's it. The end. That'd be like that was like one time you you and I were in front of um, the groove, and that lady clearly mm-hmm. didn't know who you were though. But do you remember the incident? <laughs> Vaguely. See, I don't. Some things I try to erase from my. I do remember, and I do remember something vaguely happened. It was so uh, funny, and I was like, you know, not that but, I needed to, but that shit never happens to me. But here's a the twist, though. A ra- I got. Can I tell the story, or no? Sure, go ahead. You refresh my memory. Okay, I'm standing out in front of the groove. It's this little spot in the village, um, and I was taking. I was videotaping Therese and asking her to say, um, hi, my name is Therese and I'm in the basement with Javon. That was it. That was was supposed to be like a one take. But people were walking by. It was late at night, but whatever. But, you know, the village never sleeps. People walking through. This random woman, white woman, not that that matters, but she was Caucasian. She came up to Therese, hugged hugged Therese and said, I'm going wherever she's going. And Therese was all of, ah, you know, like, get off of me, stranger, stranger, danger, stranger, danger. (laughs) And I was like, that shit never happens to me. Not that I need to. I do remember that. I was like, yo, maybe it's because I'm so short they couldn't see me. I, I could, I don't know. They just bypass because I'm like very, you know. But, but using your hands, yeah, that that was that was uh, that I I yeah. do I do remember that actually. She yeah. was, but she wasn't. I mean, for you know whatever, she was young and cute. She was cute. She was cute for herself. I mean, not my type, but she was cute. She was she was an attractive woman. She was an attractive um, woman. I just didn't like the use of hands. And not only that, you were already married, I believe. Were you married? I think you were. Yeah, you were married already. You, yeah, you were married on national television. So does that mean you're supposed to wear a sign, I'm married, I'm married, back the fuck up? Although um, a wedding ring actually would do that. <laughs> but understand something, and, and I, I'm going to say this with, with a complete... All single ladies, all the single ladies... It, you know, people don't really care. The only people that care are people that love you, people that support you. But my experience from being a single person, meaning, well, I'll put it like this, my experience in being an unmarried person and a married person is the same. The only thing different is me. Um, did she embody more Becky or Karen? Becky, definitely. Yeah, that was definitely. not Karen definitely. energy. And I wouldn't even say Becky. She was more like... Uh... Cindy takes the night. <laughs> <laughs> she was, you know, she was partying. She was down in yeah, the village. She was, she was, she was, yeah, she was feeling good. She was she was she was cool people. She was a she seemed she had the energy of a person that you could hang out with, you know, right. and have a good time. She was she was really just having a good time, you know, and clearly she didn't hug anybody she saw on the street. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. 
you know, yeah. I was like, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> but, but I could have a sense that she was harmless. She was just having a good time. And, you know, her name was Lola. <laughs> ah. Wow, that's 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 funny. So, so here that. it is. Here it is. I, you know, I've been waiting for this. With Rez's glasses Shush. off, because I'm just saying. Because you're just saying what? Huh? What? Talking about Rez's eyes. That's what it is. Uh, it's the eyes. I thought we had this clear. I have a set of eyes also. Okay. She has eyes. <laughs> And I have eyes, okay? We all have eyes. You have eyes. I mean, my very, very hetero friends. But her eyes. But her eyes. Aries rule Caucasians. Thus they are the acquisition. Thus a ring may not stop them. Ever seen Leona Hemsley movie. I vaguely remember a Leona Hemsley movie. That is amazing that you made those connections. You know, I I, I love the way people think. That, <laughs> you know? that was amazing. Look at this. There, see, started started up the queen. I I knew it was coming. I knew it was. <laughs> it's all in the eyes. What? Stalker. And see, and see what happened. It's it's all in the beholder. That's exactly what it's all in. You know. It's all in the beholder. She said, "My eyes are stalkerish." <laughs> Pluto and Mars rule Scorpion. Thus, thus most of them, you don't get the vibe. You just can't walk up and touch them. No, no, yeah, no, no, you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is a vibe because don't yeah. touch me. Don't fucking touch me. Yeah. There are five tall lesbians outside the NBA. You know what? <laughs> and let me just say this, Queen. I love me some Aries energy. I am so attracted to Aries energy. I love Aries. I don't know what it is that that fire, that Aries, that, you know, Shaka Khan is an Aries. Yes, yes. I spent, uh, uh, Aries have a lot of things. Fire is one of them. Yes, yes, yes. If you have an Aries that is in your corner, it's amazing. If you have an Aries that is not in your corner, it's a nightmare. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Time for... Time for... Yes, you are a vibe. You hold a surplus of melanin. (laughs) I've never heard that before. A surplus of melanin. And are different, very different than Caucasians. Okay, okay. I legit stayed in the whole relationship for too long, partially, because she was tall. (laughs) You know what? See see, see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't mind. They just roll. They're quick. Yep, that's it. If you didn't know, now you know. Let's do rapid fire. The the most recent rapid fire, I just did it this morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, and now a day. Melody. Harmony. 
Ministry of Sound. British. Larry Levan. Beginning. Frankie Knuckles. Ah, my brother. Love. God. Thank you. You're up next, Jay. Okay. <laughs> Fried chicken. Yum. <laughs> Harlem. Uh, vibe. House music. My love. Voice. Me. Family. My life. That's what's up. That's it right there. Behind the Hey, this is Anaya Day, and we're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yes! <laughs> Queen Sugar? We do. I do. Well, I can catch Okay. Well, uh, the past season, they licensed one of my songs called How Many Ways, and it's um, an R&B ballad. And they're in the the diner, and they're having a meeting or a discussion, and my voice is blaring in the background. I had forgotten they licensed it, and I'm watching the show, just like everybody else, and it's like, how many ways can I say? And I was like, oh! <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> I was like, that's me. That's me. Ma! He said, what happened, Stinky? <laughs> you never could have told me that. Shout out to the legend. Yes. Miss you, bro. Yes, yes, yes. Like, oof, when you talk about the, you know how those little cutaways fly about when someone's going back through, through their life? You know, when you always see in the older movies, you see their life flashing before them. And it looks like this. Yeah. So, so, so many, you know. Exactly. So, so many. And um, they keep coming. They keep coming. Mm. Well, what were you getting ready to say?
Shout out to the late, great Gwen Guthrie. Do you know, here's a fun fact. Fun fact. When they were recording, well, when Larry was doing um, Gwen's remixes, I got to see that live. Oh, wow. That's dope. That's, now that's amazing. That is amazing. Sitting there ODing on sticker bars with the legs crossed in the corner of the studio. I like to be out of the way. But it was hard because I kept wanting to dance, you know. But it was it was an amazing session, you know. Um, and she was, uh, he was going, he, it was his intention to play it at night at the garage. So it was like a, I think they went in there like some crazy hour and came out, you know, probably, you know, right before he had to go put it on there. But um, it was the, uh, the remix, I, I, I listened to the remix of Peanut Butter and Ain't Nothing Going On But The Rent, you know, those two, um, which he broke that night at the garage. That's what's up. Rest in power. Both of them. And speaking of interesting facts, let's do a black history fact. How about that? Let's go. Americans of different temperaments, talents, racial, and ethnic backgrounds help paint the rich mosaic that we know today as Cooperative Extension. Much of the mosaic can be attributed to the efforts of one man, Booker T. Washington, who led an agricultural and mechanical school known then as the Tuskegee Normal and Industrial Institute. He, along with famed Tuskegee Institute researcher George Washington Carver, understood that the insights generated at Tuskegee and other agricultural research facilities across the United States would be fully utilized only if they were successfully communicated directly to farmers where they lived and worked. They pioneered the use of agricultural demonstration wagons, known as Jessup wagons, or movable schools, Washington appointed star Tuskegee student Thomas Monroe Campbell to oversee the implementation of this grand vision. These wagons, launched in 1906, were dispatched to far-flung regions of Alabama to provide producers with the most efficient farming methods. Without being fully aware of it at the time, Washington and Carver transformed extension work. The first 100 years of cooperative extension work are due in no small measure to these three men who acquainted Americans with practical knowledge in a way that had never been tried before. Knowledge that not only empowered people, but in a great number of cases, actually saved them. In this centennial year, it is with immense pride that the Alabama Cooperative Extension System salutes these three cooperative extension visionaries from Alabama, without whom the extension legacy would not have been possible. Booker T. Washington, 
George Washington Carver, and Thomas Monroe Campbell. So Booker T. Washington, man. Um, let's see. What do I want to say about him? Um, the significance of an African-American being asked to deliver a speech at a major convention in the heart of the South to a white audience was historic. And this happened on September 18th of uh, 18, what year was it? 18, I think it's been 100 years. It's been, oh, yes, 19, 1921, I think. Only 30 years after the end of slavery, can lead an orator and educator, Booker T. Washington, delivered what is considered by many to be one of America's greatest speeches on September 18th, 1895. That's the date. He addressed race relations in what has become known as his Atlanta Compromise Speech at the Cotton States and International Exposition in Atlanta. Although he called on African Americans and whites to work together to build the South, many considered parts of Washington's speech an appeasement to fears whites had of African Americans wanting to, to progress towards the upward economic and social rim of society. He received a standing ovation at the conclusion of the speech. Um, you know, the interesting thing about Booker T. Washington, who was the the founder of Tuskegee, um, he was in some parts of Black America perceived to be a sellout um, back then. Uh, a lot of people thought that he was playing up to the white man and you know he taught he taught bricklaying and and um farming and you know agricultural skills and you know the the young black people of that day had higher aspirations um, or different, as, not higher, I'm, I don't want to say higher, but different aspirations. And he thought it was important that we be able to show that we could be farmers on our own without having to share crop, that it was important for us to be able to build and, and stay in our own communities. And so that we could be perceived as equal. He also had some really strong opinions about a woman's place being, you know, in the kitchen and da-da-da-da-da. And that men should be, you know, the caretakers, the providers, and, and so forth and so on. So his legacy, although you hear the name to... um. Booker T. Washington, and you think great educator, scholar, and, you know, the ambassador and founder of Tuskegee. Um, there's also another history, another another part of his, in his legacy. Um, you know, if you 
I can't imagine being, I mean, I can only imagine being um, a black person in the 1890s America and what that might have looked like, felt like for a black man, for a black woman. Um, But for him, it was very important that black men stood up and show that they were equals to, to white men who were the patriarchs of the country at the time in charge of every damn thing. And, you know, when you're, I think he was, he was born like right at the end of slavery. I think he was like nine when um, our people were emancipated, whatever. I'm not going to get into that, Therese. I saw it in your face. I saw it. One eyebrow. The are we we really free eyebrow? I saw it. So, but coming from that background and being raised and and cared for by people who were enslaved, um, what does that, because, you know, we have, we are, well, I am, I can only speak for myself, a product of being raised by people whose grandparents and great-grandparents were enslaved. So there is a trickle down of that. And and what what does that do to your psyche, your mentality? What does it do to your physical DNA and your self-love and the way you perceive yourself? But then the more you learn, the more you understand and so forth and so on. But back then, he didn't have the knowledge of where we are today. You you know, like what like there was hope that some of the things that we are doing today or, or some of the freedoms or liberation, you know, that we have today, there was hope of that during his day. So, you know, it's it's just it's really a, a head it's a heady thing when I think about um people like him. And then on the other the other side of that, people like Harriet Tubman, people like like Frederick Douglass, who, by the way, very interesting for some of and you know getting in touch with with Ken these days has been very very difficult for good reason but you know um so a, a, a not largely known fact is that the descendants of Booker T Washington and the descendants of Frederick Douglass ended up meeting at Tuskegee, getting married after knowing each other three months, and thereby having children. And um, time, the descendants of both Frederick, Frederick Douglass and Booker T. Washington all in one gene pool, which is very interesting to me. Um, they have the Frederick Douglass Family Initiative, which is um, a nonprofit. And what they do is they educate to emancipate, emancipate, sorry, um, modern-day slaves or the modern-day enslaved, which is like human trafficking is how it manifests itself today. So um, it's almost like the family business goes on the education piece 
from the Book of Side and the um, Emancipation and um, I can't think of the word. What do you call the people that emancipate free uh, people that uh, I, I can't think of the word. What is the word? People that do it? Yeah, yeah. The It starts with an A. I can't think of the word. Abolitionists. I, I went. Modern. <laughs> what? Assholes? Well, you know, just the idea that, you know. Abolitionists <laughs> are assholes? No, no, no. I, I was. I said you said it starts with an A. This is before abolitionists came up, you know. And I was going to say assholes because I was. I processed it like, I processed it like people that freed the slaves. And I'm thinking, and but that goes, it, you know, it triggers me into you freeing me, like, like I, that whole. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's like. But if, when you think about the the those who are trafficked today, right? Those young people, old people, you know, um, male and female, who are being trafficked today, and those people who are fighting to them free, it's that kind of. That's the way I perceive it. You you know what I mean? Like getting them their freedom. Mm-hmm. They they were born free and born to be free. We all were, um, but then there were some assholes that thought that they should not be, and that I, I don't what, what see. Mm, there you go. Okay, uh, gotcha. I'm not, no, no, I'm gonna resist. I'm gonna resist. Go ahead, follow that thought. I won't do it. it does rest. take your breath away. Rest. I won't do it. Okay, enough of the shenanigans. Let's address the real elephant in the room. Okay, who the hell did it? Did they, what? Who? Actually, like that. How can you be born a human being? I don't care who your mama who your daddy, who your great-great-granddaddy was, what you look like, what you don't look like, how long, short your hair is, how tall you are, how short you are, or the color of your eyes, how big your, or how little it, it don't matter. What would make you think, as a human being, that you have the right to enslave, to, to kidnap, kidnap, to take another person and make them do your bidding, their will. Mental health issues. What the? F- Who? What? Okay, I can't. Yeah, it, it starts with first of all. Well, it doesn't start with it. You know, my my trigger is, you know, I'm the I'm better than you. Therefore, I must do this because you are a percentage of a human. <laughs> you know, like, like really? Them sound like the facts y'all still fucking with. <laughs> the stats, sorry, that y'all still messing with. Like, really? So, so you've got this all figured out, don't you, Mr. White Man? You've got this all figured out, don't you? So you enslave a bunch of people. So you, so you go to another continent. You enslave people. Force them against their will. See, this is boom, boom, boom. 
it's like it's, it's growing you with your fight, your flight, and your 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 fear your fear mongering. It's growing. It started off primitive ships. You got the Nina, the Penta, and the whatever else you got going on. Got all the other yeah. cargo stuff, and you're still doing it. It's the same freaking formula. It's just evolving a bit. But you it's know the same what? Shit. You know, you know what's most per- perplexing to me, though, Rez? What's that? When I think of modern-day slavery, right, and I think about young girls who are forced into prostitution, a lot of times it's black men doing it. And that I don't understand. That I don't think I will ever understand. Well, beating them into submission, um, preying on their weaknesses, their their stressors, um, lack of family support, finding vulnerable people, and turning them out and I mean your sisters the the very sisters you're supposed to be protecting oh my oof that, that's oof okay that's you know, what I'm I, talking I, about I, I mean we already know there's generational issues with them others and that whole Christopher Columbus and all that shit I get it we, I can't fix them, but I need to know, as a sister, as an older person in this particular community, what can I do to stop these young men from doing this shit? I can't sweep out poverty and fix every young girl's brain with... The, the stupid messages that comes through society, I can't fix that. I can't fix any of these young men either, but maybe there's something somewhere I can do. I can do something. I mean, you know, I I thought I had, you remember, I had grand gestures um, not too long ago, what I was going to do. But honestly, it it's just I, I don't have I don't have the time and the wherewithal right now. And that's another venture I probably will retake up um in the next five years or so. Um I, I once I get my own independence and freedom <laughs> you know, then I can <laughs> maybe spend because that's something that you know for me you ha you have to put your whole self into you can't just do it half hazardly these young girls and young boys you know yeah you know people, a lot of folks don't know that the uh, oldest form of prostitution is not even female it's men yeah um and it's um but yet you know of course it shows up differently i you know that's a 
That's a great question. Um, I can't think, you know, my mind goes into the fundamentals and then it goes right up to the bottom line. And it says to me that it's still about money. <laughs> and and the same thing, this, the same concept, you know, um, it's big business and, you know, and people pay a lot for it, you know, um, and it looks, and, and it doesn't matter if it's on a, a street level or a, a somewhere on somebody's private island, you know, it is the same you know, um, situation. And and it's the same, and it's a lot of men at the helm. And I think that our men um, have to do a whole lot better. Um, and, and, I, and I just mean, they just do. You know, when I think about times where I've witnessed, and I'm talking about this ain't nothing I've read, this ain't nothing I've been told or looked at when I've witnessed, um, I, I think I may have shared this before. At one point, I did outreach, and uh, we was we would go by into some of the hustle areas, right? So we'd be by the male prostitution areas, the female prostitution areas, uh, the transgender prostitution areas, and we would hang out, you know, <clears throat> and try to take some of the young kids out of there, you know, and also try to give referrals and things and, and find spaces for the older um, folks too. Because you can't just come through with nothing for folks that may just be tired of having to to do that, right? The van that we rode in was high. It was a conversion van. And if you know anything about those 80s and 90s conversion vans, they sat up high. You know, they were like little mobile houses. <clears throat> whereby we could see into the cars from a different point of view. And, you know, I would see all denominations. I would see wedding bands from people driving the steering wheel. I would see all things, and I would sit there and I would talk to my partner at the time and go, this is interesting. I would see, uh, you know, a culture of people all together in a station wagon picking up one or two, um, particularly in the transgender areas you know, and just driving off with them, you know, and front-facing, they're so governed by how they live their lives, but that underbelly is real, is real, and I remember sitting and thinking, and, you know, my partner used to say things like, you think too much, you, you, you know, he's, oh, he's, shout <laughs> out to Claude, he would tell me all the time, TJ, don't start, and I'd be like, what, do you see, I said, pay attention to this. And when he actually focused, and remember, this is another man I'm talking to who has the luxury <clears throat> of ignorance and just pretending that it doesn't affect them, you know. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking, and he, you know, he's, just, he's always called me um, soft, and I didn't like that, so he started calling me fluffy instead. And I would say, he goes, oh, you're being fluffy again. And I was like, no, but it's just, this is an issue, man. It's an issue. It's an issue. Sex trade is real. Mm-hmm. And there are huge folk, majority men, and I'm going to say that at the risk of whatever, participating in this in a real way. And it's as soft as, hey, you want to go out on a date to as obvious as picking folk up off the street. It doesn't change. And I've, and I've seen it both. Professionally, I've seen it. You know, modeling agency, industry party, you get there, 
and it looks like a meat market. Oh, but they're in suits and they're white and they, you know, it doesn't make the girl girls any less young, you know. It doesn't make, you know. I was like, what is happening here? And removing myself promptly from that exchange. <clears throat> but you know, my agency told me, hey, this is what's going on over here. Maybe you should go there and you know check things out and da da da. You know, that was always in and out anyway. When I got there, you know, the, that, that that water and the dimly lit stuff, and you see a bunch of nerds, apparently. So, but they are, you know, and the girls are younger and from foreign. And I was, what is this mess going on in here? Nah, this don't feel right. You go that that voice again. Nah, let's get out of here. I don't care how she she and foo foo la. I don't care how many red carpets out front. Let's get up out of here. Let's get up out of here. And slowly I turn step by step and change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, but, mm-mm. Mm. Yeah. And then when he becomes president, poof, it automatically goes away. Yep. But, you know, it's, it's just, it's just what it is. And, um, and it's really, really, it saddens me on so many, so many levels. Um, and it's, and it's done under the guise of the, the old boys club or the good old boys, or whatever you want to call them, you know, if you're not part of it, you know, on some level. Yeah. No, that's true. Weird. But I think we got a lot of reckoning going on. I do believe that that we are at the top. We haven't gotten to any part of anywhere. We are at the tippity top of a world reckoning, you know, Things are going to have to crumble before they get better because we just won't stop. He won't stop. He's obsessed and fixed. And I say he because I believe that it's going to be women that are going to pull us out of this and white women better get it together. They better get it together because you've supported this crap up until you started being affected by it. Now you're screaming, oh, oh, oh. And I'm looking like, yeah, welcome. Welcome to sanity. Exactly. But it's not but don't get your presence confused with the main event. <laughs> yep. And and now they're mad that we're not, you know, like really leading the charge against this Texas nonsense. But you know what? You supported these guys. These were your guys. These were your men. And um, we are up in arms about it. But it's guess what? It's your fight. Go fight it. Go fight it. That's an interesting point. Yeah, because they're not really doing all of this because they don't want black women to not have abortions. They don't want white women to not have abortions. They they want you to be barefoot and pregnant, have some babies. They want white. They want black women in the workforce, preferably cleaning their houses and stuff. But they just want, you know, white babies. That's what they need right now. I, I, I don't, you know, and and it's necessary for white women to get on board and understand that this is all, it's, it's, it's all one thing. The smallest fraction of the population that's controlling everything, but because white women support them, that's why they're able to continue. And... That's why they're trying to hurry up and change all the voting laws because we're starting to understand that if when we vote as black women, 
when we vote, we have power. Collectively. I have been, yes, yes, you know, um, it, but, you know, I just have, uh, yes, we just I believe need some, in. Um, we need better people to run for election. We We need better people, better choices. Yeah, because, I, you know, you, well, oh, and speaking of which, I wanted to say this and give a shout out to to my girl, uh, Megan McGlover. Um, and Greta Gabba, I see you. Uh, Gabby Greta, I'm sorry. I see you and I see what you're writing. And I I am a believer of that as well. No, I believe that as well. Um, it, you know, and when, and when we started this conversation, Javon, we started talking about at the top of the hour, we started talking about um, how we've lost the capacity to have uh, conversation. And a lot of people use their platform um, just to be able to speak to the people. Now, there's no exchange. You don't see. So the idea of bullying, you know, you don't see people on a screen and, and you don't see that actively happening. What you see is one person expressing their point of views. Right. That was what the United States was known for, because other countries sometimes you just can't do that. Right. So you should be able to have an opinion without it inciting a riot. Right. Yes. So. Um, Megan McGlover, who is a family friend. Um, comedian. Um, and a few other things. She's got this book out. Right. And maybe I need to reach out to have her on the show. Um, she's very outspoken. Um, and um, and she, she provokes thought. And the way she gives you information is always through the lens of a comic. So she's giving you the truth, but it's like she'll say things like, um, I, I done told y'all, you know, and, and her natural speech pattern, it's like a, it, it's a combination of things that makes her funny while she's feeding you. Because, you know, you got to put a spoonful of sugar to let the medicine go down, right? So, you know, and she often will say, you know, I tried to tell you, ho, you know, and she talks in third party when she's given the information. So she has like a whole, she had a whole lot of TikTok followers, you know, and somebody, um, and when Biden said, you know, um, enough is enough, you know, with the condescending um, white male privilege. Oh, yeah, I was going to say the patriarchal thing. Go ahead. Yeah, like. You know, it, it it struck a chord with quite a few because everybody was talking about it. Well, Megan said, you know, and, and Megan said what a lot of us felt. Like, who are you talking to? Like, that, that, that wasn't very presidential. Watch your tone, Mr. Biden. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and that doesn't make you look mighty or strong. It makes you look cowardly and weak, quite frankly, you know. If you have to scream or scold to get your point across, raise your raise your 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 point, not your voice. You know. So she she mentioned on her on her platform she was like, "Who is Biden, my pimp?" You know. She asked the question. He's not my and, and, and certified. He's not my pimp. Who does he think he's talking to? Crazy like that. When when he was like, you should have had that for Trump when you was running against him because you look real weak. In the in, in the uh, in the debate, then you get in on the on the, you get the seat and you start talking reckless now. Now you bad job. Oh okay, but I just didn't like the delivery. You know, if he meant business, all right, fine, you mean business, but just your delivery sucked every part of the app. 
It really did. So she made mention of that on her platform, and um, they took it down. Who took it down? TikTok? Uh, TikTok took her platform down. The whole, and all the the whole page? Took it down. Mm. Called it hate speech. Took her content and her platform down. Wow. Hate speech. And her question was, well, who am I hating on, Biden? Who am I hating on? I'm expressing whatever. But she's going to fight that, of course. Yeah, you there's know? a whole bunch of people on TikTok saying things anti-Biden, anti-Trump. Oh, but they don't, have, they don't have millions of followers, you see. Mm-hmm. You see. Some of them and, are pretty popular, though. I mean. Okay. All right. They probably are. But it's, but, but it's, but it's there, she, you know. So. Because there's been a lot of issues with black um, creators on TikTok who have large followings. Um, a lot of them, even even if they're not political, though, they're being taken down. TikTok is a Chinese-run um, application. It's it's not even American. And if you recall, Trump wanted to shut TikTok down in America because uh-huh. of whatever. But um, it, it there were some privacy issues with TikTok as well about right. them being able to. Uh, read it to your telephone. Right, and the stuff. Chinese. <laughs> right, and so it, it's if if TikTok took it down, I I can't imagine the Chinese. I don't know, I don't know, but they but they well, but they are anti-black people, black Americans especially. Well, and if you and you don't speak against the government in China either, Maybe. you know. So you know that may have been. I don't know. I but, really don't know. But, but I. But she, but she, I know that they saying like like I know that there's a lot of black fo- black creators on TikTok who have large followings that have made dummy um backup accounts backup accounts to say that all of their content was removed and I don't know if they're all saying political things whether it be anti Biden anti what um definitely an issue and yes she should fight it and and get her thing back up there. How about, you know, how about these platforms? And again, here we go. Fundamentals. We make these apps and platforms hot. We do, the consumer. It is time to have a platform that is strictly for us, where we have our content. So we ain't worried about nobody's TikTok, nobody's Facebook, Instagram. We make one where you, you, you can express your point of views to each other that is for us, by us. You beg another folk for, you know, for their platform, they have the ultimate control over what you see. You know, because some folks, their content, you can be following them and you never see their stuff because they've limited what they can share. You know, you see 10% of their content. Yeah, or is absolutely. that? And people have been complaining about it. So, so, I mean, if there if there are people, clearly there must be some black people who are who can create platform. You know, I I'm mean, going to, yeah, I'm going to um, next time I go to my coding my coding um session because they were suspended. I'm going to bring that up. We need to create a platform yeah. for the week. Do I'm going to bring that up. It. I just feel like you know what, Therese, I'm I'm just at this at this point where 
for for me personally, just for me personally, I just um can't do another thing right now. Um, mm-hmm. I I I'm waiting for my freedom papers, girl. And 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 you know, like you said, hopefully I live to see it. You know, there's so many so many things that we need, and so many things that would benefit us as a people, especially if. I mean, if somebody says, like you said, your friend is saying she didn't like the way Biden came off, and and I didn't see that particular thing because I try not to, believe it or not, watch as much as I used to. Um, if if it was as insulting to to many people, and people are saying it, and people are chiming in, then shit, it needs to be said. It deserves to be heard, and she could come right here and say it. You know, yeah, I mean, she's, got, she's got a new book out that that uh, and the title of the book is Stop Lying. <laughs> and 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 I think I will reach out to her to to have her come on and and there was a a black women's march. Do you recall the um the young ladies that came on I'm drawing a blank right now. Black Black feminism was one of the oh Jesus I can't think. Black feminism. Yes, it was you. It was okay. All right. We gotta have you. We gotta back. We gotta have you back on. I was I was because I was trying to um I thought that I thought that. The march was supposed to be in September, September 25th or something like that, or or 12th, whatever. Anyway, hit me up in my in my um, inbox, and um, she's laughing at me because I'm old. I know, girl. <laughs> I've been trying to remember stuff and I just can't. But we spoke about that, and um, I didn't realize that you were that person. That's really cool. Thank you for watching. I'm glad that you you. Still hang out with us. I dig it. So yeah, um if if you could just hit me up and then we can come up with a date for you to come on and um then we can um talk more about the march. And look at that. The last time they were on it was like seven hundred girls and women. And now it's a thousand and one. It's crazy. Majority of those murderers, black men. I saw this this TikTok. There's this TikTok that floats around where they say, um, this woman says, well, I don't know why he would do that. I didn't raise him up to be evil like that. And then the girl says, really? Well, then who did, Patricia? Who raised him to be like that then? Who? What? Who did it? And not not to place Mm -hmm. complete blame on any one person, but how how are these people, what are we doing to our boys that they grow up? To either. I mean, and, and look, I love my brothers. I'm not. Male bashing, bashing. I, I'm definitely not bashing, but the truth is the truth. Truth is the very much truth. 
and adults do make their own decisions. But when we make, if, if I make a decision, when I made decisions as a young person, I made decisions kind of willy-nilly, but I also knew better. There were certain things that I knew not to do. There were certain things that I would get an instinct. Don't do that. Like, Therese, you said you went into this nice place. You, I'm assuming, were a model during that period of time, and people people who are trying to, to pursue that kind of career want to be a part of the fanciness and the shenanigans, the fancy shenanigans. But then something in your gut, and I'm going to assume that you learned some things prior to walking into that setting that told you this is not a good girl place. This is not something that somebody who wants to be safe will do. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and thank you for saying that particular piece because, you know, you, you know your, your, your caretakers, and I'm not going to limit that to your parents, your caretakers pour in the fundamentals, right? And, you know, and let's just be clear. There are a lot of, there's a lot of degradation that hangs out. Like I, they, when they resurfaced this park not too far from my house, right, it, they made it really kid-friendly and it's very cute. It has colors and has, you know, the basketball courts were resurfaced. It's a cute little park. So they have water things for the kids, and that takes up like maybe three quarters of the park. They have a little dog run, and then they have a basketball court. The park is not, it's on a corner. It's not, you know, it's not huge, but it's well done, well designed. So whenever I drive by, I find myself looking at the park, you know, um, and I possibly shouldn't say this because I haven't even shared this with my wife, but I will say there was one time where I saw this gentleman in the park and he was without a child and there were kids playing in the area and he was way off to the other side, kind of just so I said, well, hmm, well, he's awfully far away from them. Maybe he's their caretaker. But that's not what my insides were saying, right? So later on that day, drove past. Guy is still there. See kids, but not the same kind of kids, hmm. you know? So then I pull over. Because, again, this is, in my, this is my neighborhood. So I, I, I said, you know, I had my first... I want to see what this is experience being a Karen, right? I walked through the park and I said to the kids, hey, y'all, you know, and some said hi, some didn't, you know. And um, I was like, anybody know that guy over there? Little girl was like, what guy, you know? And I said, over there. And one of the children was Spanish speaking, but she knew enough to do this. So I said, oh, okay. So I went back to my car and it wasn't but like maybe three or four kids in the playground. You know, none of them knew him. And he was there from early part when I drove around the corner and saw him, right? So, you know, as an adult, if you don't have kids in the park, don't hang out in the park. Right. You know, don't hang out in the kiddie section of the park. It's a kiddie park. Exactly. So I went back to the car and I, you know, I called uh, the police department and I was like, um, I just, I'm going to tell them the park and I said, um, and I've just observed this gentleman that's been here from the top of the day. And I say that's about 8.30 this morning. And now it's about 4.30. And the park closes at 6. He's been like kind of hanging out in the park all day long. Before I got to the corner, they were coming down the block. 
So I said, ah, let me circle back around, see what's what. Do you know when I circled back around, the police were there talking to the kids. He was walking down the block. Mm. Instincts. Something ain't right. Just pay attention. Something I, Your God voices are going to carry you through a lot of this. You know? Exactly. God voices are going to call, carry you through a lot of stuff. Well, what I want to just say is this, um, because we, we're running down and, and we're about to, to close up. I once heard that we women love their sons and raise their daughters. I'm going to say that again. Mm. Women love their sons and raise their daughters. I say, give your son a doll. Teach him to be a father. Teach him to be caring. Give him a doll from day one. And um, Mm. that's my spiel. That's my take on it. So, Resi Pooh, whatever you do for the rest of this weekend, I want you to enjoy it to the max. And maybe we'll take another Wednesday off so I can have some time to figure more stuff out and try it again. All right? But I'll let everybody know this time, okay? And I'll post it on the page as well. Okay, groovy baby. Everybody have a Peace party, people. See you later. is Robin S. And you're listening to Javon and Therese in the basement. So what I need you to do is I hope you're showing them love. Yeah. That wasn't like the first one I did. I did something like, hi, this is Robin S. And you're listening to Javon and Therese in the basement. Show them love. Terrell Carter, and you are listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. Hey, this is Avery Sunshine, and I am in the basement with Javon and Therese. Shine. <laughs> What's up? It's your girl, Monifa, and you're tuned in to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. <laughs> hey, it's your girl, Allison Williams, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. <laughs> Hey, this is Lenny Williams, and you're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese playing my kind of music. Still in the basement, no longer alone, with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see what's up? You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show. But you're going to rest. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javonis Arad. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. No, she doesn't. She just she wasn't even there, actually. But anyway. But she did um, mention... 
none other than Shaka Khan as one of her. Why you gotta say, wait a minute? Why you gotta say Shaka? She did mention none other than Shaka Khan. I'm like, where does your voice go? What happened? What's happening? Even the mere mention of her name. <laughs> Silence. Oh, gosh. Would you believe I'm blushing? Just... Yes. Hard. <laughs> You're speechless blushing. That's the thing. Speechless blushing. Brazzy, I can't help it. There's a shocker. There's a shocker rehab, you know. If there's a cure for this, I don't want it. I don't want it. Uh, senses, though, Jay. I'm gonna send y'all some perfume. I'll, I'll definitely. I'll get an address. I'll send y'all out tomorrow. You can send me some cologne, cause I mean, cologne, you know. Cologne. Yeah. <laughs> I Just in that. case I should be Shaka Khan, I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh god. <laughs> okay, dokey, babe. Whatever you say. I just want to wish everybody um a happy Shaka Khanika. All right, thank you. Let's let's carry on. I'm sorry. Javon, yeah, there's a pill you're going to be able to take. I promise I have to tell them which way you went, but they're coming for you. What's time? So. And we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just going to keep and play it all the time for myself. But no, just do it. And I think it's it's time, Therese, to do a little rapid fire with um, Mr. Ooh. Richard Pryor, Jr. I think so. I think so. So, don't worry. We won't hurt you. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Cy Smith, and you are in the basement with Javon and Therese. In the basement with Javon and Therese. In the basement with Javon. The story has gotten even weirder. The administration is disputing her claim. 
they invited her to the White House to talk about it, okay? Okay? Rather than stopping the misinformation, though, we now introduce Tucker Carlson, who made this invite on his show the other night. Watch Carlson.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.